Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That's 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. You spread out our sins before you, our secret sins, and you see them all. That's Psalm 90. Verse 8. Well, a couple weeks ago, we talked about New Year's resolutions and finding the rhythm of God for your life of 2015. And what we discussed was finding God's rhythm is to pray in a way that doesn't really benefit yourself, but glorifies our Savior. And we use the scripture from Psalm 139. Search me, O God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And I am just curious if you prayed that scripture as your New Year's resolution for 2015, being a couple weeks in. I mean, it really is a little scary, isn't it? To not pray for Almighty God to make your life more comfortable but rather give that illusion of control of your life over to him so that he can start dealing with those heart wounds and your fear. So 2015, that it really can be the start of a new spirit-filled life for you. And to help me with this discussion is my dear friend and colleague in ministry, pastoral psychologist, Mike Turner. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to two. Glad to be here again. I'm glad I'm here this new year. Hey, man, it's, you know, it it is one thing to make a New Year's resolution to lose, for example, weight. Yeah. But it is a life altering prayer to ask God to to search your heart so that you actually know why you're masking the pain with too much food in the first place. Absolutely. I had a beautiful opportunity to um, be able to deliver a message in a in a local church. And it was basically based on the basic needs in Matthew chapter 6 of life is more than just what you put on and mm-hmm. what you eat and what you drink. Yeah, Christ is very concerned that we allow him 
to guide our lives with what we put on, with what we eat, and with what we drink, and with what we do in life. He's got the basics covered. He wants us, and we'll get into it later on, to abide in Him. Yeah. This idea of this life-altering prayer, you know, most of us, Mm -hmm. Mike, we start off our prayer life, you know, we want to make our life more comfortable. Yes, we do. Right? Instead of saying, Lord, you know, I I want you to help me lose weight and and give me enthusiasm to get on the treadmill, man, and, and, but it's completely different to go, why in the first place do I want to overeat? Yeah, well, see, I say that when I'm laying in bed after I've eaten. (laughs) (laughs) But but, yeah. the, but the, the truth is, uh, I, I've got a I've got a I've got what I call a scare prayer with me, and um, I find out that it, my times that I'm drawn nearest to the Lord seem to be in times of difficulty, times where I can't control the situation. Right. So I ask myself, do I need to tell the Lord to please keep me in those conditions? all the time if that's what draws me near to him until I guess I can learn better right? to Absolutely. Uh, work with him. But, you know, I, I, I guess that is my prayer, Lord. You do with me as you will to produce your work through me that others will be glorified because of you in me. Yeah. I mean, and, and overeating, of course, is, you know, I guess the official acceptable sin, you know, in the church. We we don't want to talk about the, the other ugly sins that we all deal with, but it's okay to go to, you know, a potluck and just drink a bunch of turkey gravy. That's you know, right. that, that, that's, that's fine. But once again, guys, it's, it's, this is about finding out why you want to do that in the first place. That's right. What about making a budget? Obviously a very, very good thing to do. You want to know where your money is going. But once again, if you take this to the Lord, I think it becomes a life transforming prayer to ask God to search your heart and expose what's going on there. Is there greed going on? Is there materialism going on? And really, this is the lust of the world. Absolutely. You know, I believe it's very necessary that we understand that God owns everything, He controls everything, and He provides everything. And so when I want to prepare a budget, it's His budget with His money so I need to ask him how to do it his way. Yeah, it's just not 10%. It's, no. it's you know, t- 10% is, is where we start <laughs> with this whole thing. You know, it's the, the new covenant is it's my whole life. Exactly. My whole life, my whole being. And, um, you know, that will radically change the way that you start looking at those numbers on the spreadsheet. Yeah, well, everybody says you're supposed to give 110%. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> What what about this idea of uh, making a New Year's resolution to stop looking at at pornography? You know, it's fifty percent of of Christian men are attached or addicted. I mean, think about that, Mike. That's mm-hmm. that's one out of every two people that you're going to see in church today. At some level, they're struggling. They're dealing yes. with this horrible, heinous lie that we have bought into as a culture. But it's it's much more than going look. You know, God, I, I know that I've dealt with this in the past, and I really am going to try to get a handle on this in 2015. But it is a bold prayer. Look, guys, that it's it's filled with promise of, of freedom when you ask God to search your heart and open up this shame issue that you may or may not even realize that you have. Absolutely. I mean, it's you're medicating your life with, with mm-hmm. sex, and, and really until we understand why we're even doing that 
why we want to run into the arms of the adulteress instead of running into the arms of our Savior. Why do I keep, it's that Romans 7 passage, why do I keep doing what what I don't even want to do? I hate this thing, and yet I continue to do it. And isn't it beautiful? When we surrender, and that's the key word is surrender, because we're not, in, in a broader scope, we're talking about any ongoing sexual indecency is what we're talking about. And to try to work with just that coping mechanism, whether it's looking at pornography or whatever it may be, the sexual indecency, we really need to look and see what's driving us to that point. What shame is in our life? What's there? And you'll notice that Paul, when he says, when I do these things I don't want to do, and can you zone? He, the Lord leads him to a beautiful conclusion. He says, oh, yeah, there is no condemnation for those that love the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation. So he resets his value system to where I am whole, Ephesians 1, and without blame because of what God has done for me and placed me in Christ Jesus and sealed by the Holy Spirit. And his value system is not based upon him but it's based on the big H, him, right. and God and God alone. And then he continues and he says, I get it. I need to walk in the Spirit and reap joy in life. And we'll talk about that joy a little later on. But if I walk in the flesh, I'll reap death and destruction. Yeah, absolutely. That's a saved person. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I was once blind, and now I see. You know, this... this passage from 2 Corinthians 4 mm. has just, it's been on our hearts and minds over the past couple months here, Mike, and, yes. and it really has spoke a, a lot to us. Um, the Amplified Version says that we have renounced the disgraceful ways, the, the secret thoughts, the feelings, the desires, and the underhandedness. Man alive, when you start renouncing the secret thoughts yeah, the feelings, the the desire, and I want to say desire is not a bad thing. It's a God given desire, but we just get sideways with That's it. That's right. How about why don't you read that off for your New Year's resolution? Why don't you start <laughs> with that one? Exactly. Yeah. I, and, and I'm saying it'll change your entire year. It will. And and what's the Apostle Paul talking about here? Of course, uh, led by the Holy Spirit to write this. He's dealing with a bunch of false prophets in his church. And they're accusing him of being so prideful and stuff. And of course, he's already covered a lot of area there. And, and he's now saying, no, we're not. We have got right with God. We've renounced these things. So if I can offer any help to my brother struggling, my sister struggling in an ongoing sexual indecency pornography, find someone that will understand and renounce these things to them. So you can be relieved of this shame and that we can continue on to be transformed into the image of Christ. Yeah. And, and so let's get really, really practical. Okay. How, how do we do that? How do we renounce our hidden things of shame? You know, it starts off with First John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. You know, when we confess our sins to Almighty God, he is right. faithful and just to forgive us. But does it stop there? No, it doesn't. It continues on. And, and I like what the what King David did in Psalms 51, mm-hmm. even during that difficult time that he had been through with his sexual sin and stuff. I love how he sat and he poured his heart out to God and even said, Lord, search my heart. Please even find the hidden things. He didn't know his heart. Only God knew his heart. Yeah. But he was able to 
once again, surrender to God's way, giving up his way. And that's a, that's a, he, he repented, he turned, but there was an important part of the turning that he attached to God and allowed God to fill that void he created by turning. Yeah, because if we don't reattach to something else, we're just going to white knuckle this thing. That's exactly right. And, and you're going to get some secular counseling that basically the worldly counseling that says, you know, we're going to give you some behaviors and some tools and some psychotherapy, which, you know, those are all wonderful mm-hmm. things, but th- they don't mean anything unless you go through the lens of Scripture and the purity of the gospel. Only God can purify. That's why you want to confess, so you want to renounce those hidden those hidden things right. in Second Corinthians, but we also you you can't stop there. And here's here's the key, guys: is that James five sixteen says that I'm going to confess my sins to another, another brother. And the reason for that is because life is all about relationships. That's right. And we cannot continue to keep this stuff bottled up because you know if you keep it bottled up for ten or twenty years and someone bumps into you real hard, man, it just spills out and it is That's right. ugly. ugly. As, as all as all get out. Um, and, and so we want to encourage you to find that one person to get involved into a group. You can jump on uh, the website at DustinDanielsRadio.com to find some groups. When we come back, we're going to answer your listener emails, and we're going to find out why Kyle in Kansas City is so irritated with me <laughs> about this theme music. You are listening to the Dustin Daniels Show. To be the man that God called you to be in a world that's doing its very best to make you someone else, this is the hardest battle you'll ever fight. But how do you train for the fight of your life? Think about it. Sexual integrity, moral accountability, and purpose. These are all components of becoming a man of valor. And you know what? Sexual integrity is number one on that list. Seven Places Ministries is presenting the Fight of Your Life Men's Conference with the leading authority on sexuality, Dr. Mark Laser. It's happening Saturday, February the 28th at Shiloh Community Church in Phoenix. Besides salvation, there is nothing more important than understanding God's gift of sexuality and then passing this gift on to your children. Come join us for the Fight of Your Life Men's Conference. Visit sevenplaces.org for more information and to register. Hi, this is pastor and author Justin Buzzard, and you are listening to the Justin Daniels Radio Show. Why, thank you, Pastor Justin. He wrote a book. It's called Date Your Wife. And we want you to date your wife, you betcha. If you have not listened to that interview interview by Pastor Justin, you can jump on the website at DustinDanielsRadio.com and there you're going to find Justin's interview along with a whole slew of other material with other podcasts and books and resources all dealing with biblical love and sex and singleness and marriage and really what it looks like to be a person of God's purity. Once again, that is Dustin Daniels Radio. 
Com. Let's get to some email questions. If you have an email or a question you want to give to us, here is the email. It's talkback at DustinDanielsRadio.com. Kyle from Kansas City, Missouri says, Hey man, a few weeks ago you talked about listening to a uh, secular rock and roll music as you were growing up and how ungodly the lyrics and, and how much they disturbed you now. But listening to your theme music... It sounds like you haven't changed much. (laughs) What's up? Well, Kyle, here's the deal, and I'm glad you're listening, brother. The theme music, now let me explain this. The theme music is is from a band called Audio Slave, and the title of the song is, it's called Show Me How to Live. And it was chosen very, very specifically. Number one, it kind of represents my personality for the show. So if you've been listening for any length of time, you're going to gather that I... I really don't fit this model of your typical pastor, because I'm not. And my prayer for you is that you'll hear my heart, you'll hear how much I love you, and and I hope that you can sense the transparency with my life and my sin and my story, and and really these stories that I have, these mistakes that I have, so I, I share those so you don't make them. Number two, Chris Cornell, the lead singer for the band, He seems to be screaming. Well, he he screams a lot in all of his music. But he seems to be screaming in this song, yearning and longing for Almighty God to show him how to live. And, And Kyle, man, this is, I think this is such a good representation of what we have in our churches. Because people may or may not know God sitting in the church, or or they think they know God, but they really don't. But that someone being Jesus Christ needs to show them how to live. So, Kyle, I hope that answers your question. And it was such a fun show for us to talk about how that brought me back to the 1980s and 1990s. But, but yeah, this loud, obnoxious theme music certainly has a point. Uh, Jill in Toronto says, uh, you know, my husband had an affair nine months ago. And we worked all this, this out. We, we've made a lot of progress. However, last week I saw a woman, I saw the woman that he had the affair with at a grocery store. And it just sent me back to, the, to that day that I, that I found out. And, and now I'm reeling and now I'm going back through all of those emotions. Is this normal? And what can I do? What a beautiful question and, and the email and Jill, I can tell you this is not just you thinking this. This doesn't happen um, by even chance. God uh, is not a God of chance, so there's something to be learned, if that's the correct English to use, but there's something to learn in this. And um, the good question is, what shall I do? That is a beautiful question. And it is normal for you to drop back into your thoughts until... My, of course, my counsel would be to you is go to who you're still working with and work through this. And if you've worked with your husband long enough now, go to him and express your heart's feelings to him. But before, go to God. And I would like for you to look and see what emotion might have been there. Was there one of anger? Was there one of fear? Was there one of shame? There can even be shame, and you can be sent back to that part to where you can think, oh, my goodness, am I not good enough to be with him? Am I a 
part of this, and you work through all that, and and you'll need help with that again with your counselor, your pastor. But the the main thing is is that your emotions are your condition of your heart before God. So be able to look at those and work through those. Don't deny this, Jill. Work through it. Yeah, I, my my thoughts are Jill. Number one, understand that even though you saw this woman that has caused so much pain in your marriage, that God still, he loves you so much. Yes, he does. He does. And and, and some of the things that you have to maybe ask, number one, is doesn't this, this anger and this passion that you felt, doesn't that kind of reiterate to you how much you love your husband? And how much you you love your family and that you don't want this to happen again. Another question maybe that you should ask yourself is, do you do you think that maybe he'll do it again or that you don't measure up in Mm -hmm. some way? Because if that's if that's the case, those are the things that maybe you want to ask God to search your heart on and go, look, I've. I've got some some issues here that I need to take to the Lord, and and maybe it could be a codependency type thing. Right. Maybe it's a fear thing. Do I not trust that my husband has learned from this? Am I still maybe counting on myself to get through this instead of engaging the presence of Almighty God? That's right, and and Jill, you're the beautiful of heart, beautiful heart that you have is you're trying to even reattach back to your your precious husband that that God has uh put you with and I applaud you in trying to reattempt and search this out and and don't put this away work through this God will glorify himself even in that Romans 8:28 will apply to this just like it applies to everything else God is fully in control he will provide and if you will seek his face he will give you an answer, and once more, it will be, you're his precious child, you're as valuable as one of his precious childs can be, you're whole, you're without blame. Yeah, and this this is still a very early wound, yes, Jill. Is. I mean, this is. is this is only nine months old, and one of the things that we have to learn is that God makes himself manifest when things start crumbling down around us. That's right. So Jill, Mike and I are certainly going to pray for you, you and your husband. If you are new to the program, once again, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com. You're going to find uh, our podcast there where we can answer your emails. There's an online community. You can get connected to a small group. And we want to thank you so much for listening. First Corinthians 4.20 says the kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living and living in God's power, living in God's presence. And our prayer is that you would seek his face this year in 2015. We dearly love you. We'll see you next week. Adios.
The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com. 